Welcome to the world of Rex. I am Marvel A. Rex, and this is my world. It is also your world. In this podcast, we will discuss any and every topic imaginable, from socioeconomic political theory and philosophy to gender clowning to the occult sciences, y'all. It's going to be a wild ride. Strap in. Marvel A Rex. Well, I am a true Renaissance person. I do a little bit of everything. I am an artist, first and foremost, an actor, a writer, director, producer, philosopher, and yes, a cult practitioner. I am an astrologer of over 15 years. I am a student of the I Ching, and I am experimenting with my human design. And on that note, I deeply hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the world of Rex. Hello, everybody. It is Marvel A. Rex here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am so excited to be here with you this week. We're going to be looking at the overall energies for May 30th to June 5th. My guest today is going to be Lainey Love, and she and I are going to talk a lot about the astrology because she is a professional astrologer, as well as many other magical things. So we'll get to her in a moment. I'm going to keep it brief on that note because she and I are going to go in, I'm sure, very deep, very juicy. So last week, you know, I talked about feeling like there was a rebirth and like a fiery energy. But I was really mindful to say that you don't want to rush into things because there's a few contradictory energies happening at the same time. So as I look at the Monday energies, I got some good news. We got good news. I really like what's happening right now. And I want you to know that. Even if you feel like there's some moments of chaos in your life or there's some parts that feel unresolved, as there always will be, inevitably, right now we are in like a really generative, juicy time where things can happen. And so at the top of the show, I just want to say a few things before I go in to the granular parts of the week. The first thing I want to say is if there is something that you're really starting to desire, and if you don't know what that is, sit with yourself until you you do get some sort of spark. When you have something that you really desire this time of the year, And really, it's like this chunk, this moment. This is what's so important about timing. This moment, you gotta go for it. This is green light energy across the board. I am looking at very supportive energies. Now, a lot of folks will be like, yo, dude, the world is really effed right now. feels really untenable. Sure. I want to say something that one of my mentors taught me, which is that the collective, which means society, the globe, global politics, economics, etc., is often vibrating at a shadow frequency or manifests at a shadow frequency. I'm not going to go too deep into like the reasoning behind that, but essentially larger populations of humans are still understanding, developing empathy, consciousness, awareness, and any form of violence whatsoever is ultimately the uh, response from an unmet need So the collective is often dealing with that in a very large scale as humans evolve. Now, I'm an optimist, and I believe that humans are evolving in a much more loving, compassionate, kind, and caring way. But that's a process, and it often looks really fucked up and really messy. So to focus on the collective, you're going to see the shadow very clearly. And we saw that. You know, Lainey, Love, and I will probably talk about some of the transits because I saw it like clockwork happening in terms of some really traumatic events that are happening on the collective level. And also the work we're doing, at least from my point of view and from where I'm coming from, is very individually focused and developing consciousness so that you're a better citizen of the world. I pretty much say this every episode. So in that vein or in that with that lens, this week's energy, the I want to say that the gods of this week are speaking to you each and every one of you, and saying, what do you really want? And go for it. This is like the race starts, you know? 
that it's, it's time to run down that track and commit. And there's a commitment that is just about following a desire and having fun while you're trying something new. I literally looked in to the precise energy that I look, I see that is the most supportive. And the, the action phrase for this energy is have fun while transforming the chaos of a new beginning into order. Okay. So there's, there's, there is something, there is something chaotic in regards to a new beginning. Anytime you try something new, there is like, it's like in inevitably steeped in chaos because you're learning and learning is a chaotic process. I'm currently memorizing Hebrew. <laughs> uh, I'm currently memorizing Hebrew and learning Hebrew. I'm learning how to decode the Hebrew letters. It is extremely challenging. Okay. And I have to constantly work at it. And it sometimes feels like you're pushing a boulder up the hill and you're like, I thought I got it. And I don't understand it. It's like learning a new language, learning an instrument, etc. There's so much chaos with new beginnings. This period of time is like, go for it, commit to the chaos, commit to the new beginning and have fun. And once like one, as you've put yourself in a mindset, like literally choosing to have a mindset of fun and spontaneity and improvisation, you will watch the chaos become order before your very eyes. This is how time works, time and dedication. So another, some key words for this energy that are really present this week are leaps of faith, newness, initiation, order from chaos, again, and playfulness. So I'm, you know, repeating myself, but it's good to hear, okay? And the overall, like the finalizing energy of this process, which will happen in a few weeks, even less, is ordering. Like this is a process of ordering, but it might not feel very ordered right now. This week, often we could very much feel, it is likely that we will feel this week a sense of like, Oh my God, I am taking a leap of faith and this feels really scary. This is a good path to go down. And by good, I just mean supportive. This is a supported and supportive path to take. Whatever new thing in your life that you're like, I really want to take a leap of faith here and I want to try something new. Now, what I like most about this week's energy in general is that we have a new beginning starting on Monday. And this new beginning is both about pursuing something that you really want to do for yourself. This is a self-desire, quote unquote, like what I call healthy selfishness. And then simultaneously, a balancing energy is present that's about nurturing energy and deep compassion to care for others. So there's both. This is a really nice time. The reason why I think I, I personally feel like there's going to be so, so much success if we're taking initiative during this several week cycle taking initiative with for our own desires, not waiting for someone to come to you necessarily, but being like, this is something that I really want and I'm going to put myself out there with the full awareness that like failure is also a process towards success. And I, you know, there's a joy in failure personally I, that I've experienced, which can be really, uh, sound really strange, but if you're working with your ego in a playful way, failure can be super, super informative and like even exciting. Um, potentially I'm a masochist, but I also think I just exist in many different planes outside of my own ego. So this, again, there's just a really balanced energy happening. And this Monday time is so beautiful because it, it there is a new moon. The new moon is in the sign of Gemini, uh, which is about being the student, being a perpetual student. So there's an emphasis on learning on, about being open, being humble and following your desire that that's that's being this sort of seed desire that's happening and potentially even came into your consciousness last week or through the eclipses that happened in may and now it's like okay i'm a student i don't know anything about this new thing and coming in with that level of clear-eyed innocence will help the process be like lubricated and work a lot better if you're taking a new if you're like you know this is a, a good thing to keep in mind is like if you're trying something new and you're afraid, which is totally normal. But if you're afraid and you're really rigid and you're like, oh, I don't, oh, I feel so vulnerable. I don't know how to do this. Then when someone challenges you or when you make a mistake or when you fail, the failure can feel extremely crushing. But if you come in with the intention, the intention of like, I am new at this. I have a beginner's mind in this area and I'm just going to be open to learn. 
that is like the best way to shoot into this week. Now, there's going to be a lot of communication happening in general. So I want everyone to know that, you know, May 20th to June 20th every year is a highly communicative time of the year for everybody. Lots of text messages, lots of DMs, lots of emails. Everything that Gemini rules is tuck, 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 tuck. So just know that there's going to be a ton of information flooding in. And, you know, especially if you have taken initiative on something that you desire, you will be all of a sudden talking about it. People will be talking to you. You'll potentially be signing contracts. These things can happen. Again, just take your, you know, pace it out. The thing about 2022 in general is pace and and definitely erring on the side of uh, methodical rather than just like blazing through. Although, again, this is a major green light energy and there is a level of impestuousness, which I like. I like because I'm a pretty full throttle guy. Uh, so I guess I'm being a little contradicting there. But what I want to say is that Overall, look. make sure you have the long game in mind, even if you're making some really fast moves right now. Again, I don't. I want to doubly emphasize that like, if you sit in stasis right now, you're missing out on a, an incredible window of super fertile energy, super generative, creative, change-making, exciting, exhilarating energy. So this is not a time to sit out and like hide, necessarily. Again, this will be really specific depending on your own energies. And if you want to dive in deeper, you can always get a reading with me. You can reach out to me at my link tree. That'll be linked in the show notes. I'm happy to look at where this falls in your chart for sure. Okay, so we've got this new beginning. I always like to wait a couple days. I love June 1st, June 2nd uh, in terms of just a lot of the planets are in signs that they love. So from an astrological point of view, and I haven't been talking about astrology this whole time, but right now I'm shifting a little bit more to the chart. And then Lainey Love and I will probably talk more about this. But essentially, a lot of the planets are in signs that they prefer. So certain planets like to exist in certain parts of the sky. They feel more comfortable there. Follow me here, even if you don't believe in astrology. And so... When these planets are happy, they're literally working for you. They're working to make things happen. Now, this sometimes is good, sometimes is challenging, because sometimes when a planet's super happy and excited, bulldozing things can happen. Like, things can happen really quickly that feel potentially really chaotic. If you have a clarity over what you want right now, then this time of the year is excellent for making things happen. Like this is just such an exciting time of the year, like dream come true kind of energy for a lot of people. But if you are not totally clear about what you want, it's better just to put some feelers out and then see what kind of comes from there, especially in terms of the communication. Just keep communicating about it until you're really ready to make a big decision. But if you know what your big decision is and you're then this, I'm like, go for it this week, next week, go for it. This week's excellent for that, especially midweek on Friday. We have a sort of tense communication energy. So if you do have a monumental or sort of noticeable, you know, text exchange, email exchange, contract coming in, uh, even face to face conversation, phone call that goes a little south or is a little strange or, you know, heated or even just important. I want you to take note. You know, I have a Google Calendar, and I basically, I have my schedule in there, but then when big events happen or, like, noticeable things happen, I'll actually plug them into my calendar because they're, like, data points for me. You know, I, I study, I'm really big as an astrologer. I'm really big into timing. I'm really big into events. And so my Google Calendar sort of acts as an archive. So, you know, today would be, Friday, June 3rd, would be a great day to just really pay attention to what communications happening for you that day and if anything feels big or noticeable i would jot it down somewhere and be like oh because it's a larger the reason i'm saying that is it's a larger uh this is part of a larger cycle for 2022 this energy on on friday june 3rd there's some sort of important conversation happening could happen by thursday but definitely friday there's something going on that is again all the way leading into may of 2023 Good to take note, but it might not be an easy conversation. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. This part of the week is a little bit spicier in regards to communication. And then by the weekend, 
Saturday, Sunday, that conversation could still be happening or you could be processing a conversation that happened at the end of the work week. And then Saturday, Sunday, you're like a little bit preoccupied by what was said. Knowing that can be helpful and just knowing ahead of time, like, oh, there could be something that I'm processing during the weekend can be helpful for you to just like set a boundary with that processing and then move on and enjoy your weekend. And then you can return to it uh, on the 6th, which is that Monday, June 6th. Now, Sunday is quite dynamic. It's it's a little intense. You know, Sunday, I, I always like to look at weekends and say, oh, do they look restful or not? This weekend doesn't look, <laughs> it doesn't look super restful to me, um, <laughs> especially Sunday. Sunday looks a little bit less exciting uh, than I would like it to be or less chill. The chill factor is lo- is really low. It's uh, the, the kind of stress factor is high on Sunday. And again, this is a generalized interpretation, but basically... On Sunday, there could be an awareness for each and every one of us uh, around a limitation that's being communicated or being felt. You know, you could feel confined. You could feel confined by a conversation or potentially like you weren't heard quite yet. Now, I'm going to give a really solid piece of advice here. The planet of communication is Mercury. Mercury stations direct this week, like on Friday, basically. So that communication that comes in could feel really jarring or series of communications could feel really jarring give yourself time to process it and don't necessarily jump to conclusions. That's the advice. Do not necessarily jump to conclusions right now because when, when a planet stations or changes direction, it takes a few days, sometimes even a week to really let the dust settle and find clarity within whatever happened. So it's not super, super clear. You know, uh, I would give the weekend a lot of breathing room in terms of your own thoughts and your own conclusions about what's going on. So to recap, front part of the week, Monday through Thursday, I would say is a really great time to get things moving, especially if you have clarity, like boom, boom, boom. This is the time to go full speed ahead. Boom, 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 boom. I love it. We do have a Mercury station on Friday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is a little bit more challenging. Take care of yourself during the weekend, drink lots of water, you know, be really careful with all things Mercury, which is driving, cars, communication, text messages, emails, uh, speech of any kind, writing of any kind, publishing of any kind. So just be really mindful. Errands even can fall under this, like just going to get groceries is very, very much Gemini, very much Mercury. So just, you know, take things slow. Don't necessarily stack your plate on the weekend and try to just keep it really, really chill. All right, so that's the energy for the week. I hope it was helpful for everybody. We are about to have Lainey Love on. I am so excited to talk with her. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me for a reading, find me at my link tree. It's going to be linked in the show notes. I would love to connect with you at any point, anytime, as many times as you want. You know where to find me. And here is our guest, Lainey Love. Okay, everybody, we are here with Lainey Love Dalby. (laughs) She is a fierce lightning catalyst on a mission to free human spirits that have been told they're either too much or not enough. To sparkle shamelessly for the good of all and step into their authentic power and sovereignty. She's a transformational leader, speaker, and retreat leader, holy ceremonialist, number one best-selling author, shamanic healing artist, the founder of the Ecstatic Embodied Leadership Academy, and the cosmic creatrix of the Sacred Re-Evolution Oracle. Ultimately, she's igniting a constellation of millions of stars being sparkling shamelessly across the globe to help flood the house of humanity with light, love, and healing. You can find her and the Oracle at www.lanielovedalby.com. I'll link that in the show notes. And www.ecstaticembodiedleadership.academy. Here we are with Lainey. Hello. How are you doing? I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, beloved. So thrilled to be here with you all today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We were just talking pre-show about what a wild ride uh, April and May have been. I'm just happy that we are convening at this moment to process and talk and I'm really happy for the audience to get some of your perspective um, 
they're getting a lot of my perspective, which is I, you know, I like, but I really am excited to hear your process as someone who's also an astrologer and, and so many things, but so many things that I love, quote unquote, occult practices or spiritualized practices. So how are you doing overall? And where are you right now? Where are you recording from? So I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a more recent transplant here after being in New York City for over 22 years. Wow. And so I'm holding it down here in the, the Midwest, in the heartland of America. And it's there's a lot of great mother energy here, amazing minerals in the land, a lot of Jersey quartz. Um, so it's a very rich place for me to root in all of my cosmic big energies into the earth. And it's really helped to support me to birth this next level of myself and the Oracle deck and, um, the next level of who I'm here to be. So that's where I'm Amazing. beaming in. Amazing. And, uh, we will get into later the Oracle deck because I really want folks to hear and, and learn more about what you're doing with that technology. So I'm very excited to talk about that before we do. I, I did want to say one thing I love from our us meeting and us sharing space how you've taught me about sort of the like tones of spatial locations the way that you interpret the energy of like Los Angeles the way you interpret the energy of the Midwest where, where you're now living and New York City and uh it's I just want to appreciate you in this moment and say thank you for like describing the space and the energy qualities of where you live um so yes, thank you for that. So I I would love to hear about, you know, anything you want to share in terms of your journey to where you are now. Uh, it can really be anything and everything, but just an origination story. Like what has led you to doing the work that you're the most excited about today? Oh, I would love to talk about that. <laughs> yes. So daring to live into the fullness of my being uh, has really been my greatest wound, but it was really there along this journey that I unearthed this great sparkling gem. And what happened is, is that I grew up as an obese, wild, creative outcast, and I had my spirit relentlessly squashed through violence, through bullying from the world around me, the dieting industry, my own family. And, you know, what I experienced is that people really couldn't handle my big wild energy, my free creative spirit, my playful nature, my bright holographic, colorful rainbow light. And they tried to dampen it. It was very threatening. And so they tried to dampen it and dampen me and my spirit. And I eventually internalized the violence that I received from the outside world. And I turned that against myself in a process of gaining and losing over 1300 pounds through yo-yo dieting and disordered eating over the years and really shutting down my free spirit and going into autopilot. And that was up until about eight years ago when I really ended that pattern. And that led me on a very arduous, sticky, entangled journey into the, what some refer to as La La Land, because I know you're coming in from LA. It was this La La Lands of darkness and illusion mm -hmm. where I got totally lost in the material realms of fame and sex and vanity and greed and artifice. And I was trying to do all I could to unconsciously numb out the deep unhealed trauma and pain of my childhood and my past lives of persecution and silencing and being burned. And so I lived as this international artist and celebrity stylist and avant-garde fashion designer. I was also a professional dominatrix for a time. And these were just a few of my many incarnations. And it was really me entertaining my ego by playing in these largely loveless realms. And I became a selfish, shut down shell of myself. I was a lost, bitchy, narcissistic diva posing for the camera, totally bankrupt. I was bankrupt financially, spiritually, emotionally. And I had this sort of like permanent neon sign flashing, like closed over my heart. It was just closed, closed, closed. I was so shut off. And I became obsessed with the surface and blind to the essential inner and outer truths that rule our deepest existence and greatest fulfillment, the real truth, the soul truth of who I am. And I'm going to put a little content warning here. Um, my life had really become devoid of meaning and I had lost my personal anchor to what mattered. And I was in such a state of deep soul loss that I was at the edge of death. I wanted to die. I was at the edge and precipice of suicide mm -hmm. on my Brooklyn loft rooftop. And it was really through divine intervention and this inner voice screaming like, no, 
it is not your time to go, then I'm actually still here today. And that faithful evening is what really led me into the portal of whole system, spiritual transformation, and started me off on the spiritual path that began with a two-year interfaith seminary program that was now over 13 years ago. And it was this pivotal point that literally saved my life. And since that harrowing night, I've really been on this intensive spiritual journey filled with many dark nights of the soul, a lot of illness, walking through the dark forest of illness to be able to come back home to my body and clear away all of the debris and everything that was no longer serving me so that I could return to my truth and sparkle shamelessly in the world for the good of all and ignite my full revolutionary potential while helping others to do the same. And that is largely why that has become my mission. And, you know, on this journey, I released thousands of energetic skins. I incorporated strengths from past lives. I healed countless traumas and really remembered these vast, limitless parts of myself and called them back home in soul retrieval into my holy body temple. And, you know, this is what I really believe that the revolutionary journey is all about. It's like Michael Angelo chipping away at the rough block of marble to free the masterpiece within. That's a part of what we're doing, especially with all the patriarchal bullshit that we have taken on from our world. And the piece about me coming home to my body was this core piece on the journey that was part of the later development, which led to the ecstatic body leadership Academy, because if we're not in our bodies, we can't be in our full power our bodies are a portal to our power. And if we're not deeply nourished on a soul level, we can't nourish the world with our gifts and medicine. And so Mm. this was one of those really big elements that was missing in the journey of offering my sacred work. I was always in my transformational leadership, but I wasn't embodied in my leadership. And, you know, I've had this really challenging time of being in my body, of feeling safe on on earth here and being in my own skin. And I'm sure many of you listening can relate, (laughs) you know, and And one of my greatest struggles has really been channeling this blinding, bright, you know, sparkling, cosmic, dancing, fire star energy that I carry into human form in the 3D. And I know that's the case for so many star seeds, you know, and I was always dissociating from old trauma stored in my cellular memory and leaving my body so I could go be in the visionary realm, which was safe and comfortable. And so it's been this continual journey to come back to return, to spiral into my earth suit, to ground into Gaia, and to ultimately welcome myself back home again and again. And that's a big part of what is inscribed in the medicine of the Sacred Revolution Oracle. And it's why I do the work I do now, holding space for others to rise into their full power, sovereignty, and potential, and to come home in deep, sacred reconnection to their bodies, to their truth, to the heart of what matters most, and their unique soul what I like to call our unique soul sparkle. And so now I really stand as a soul midwife for others, leading by example and really consistently walking my talk by unleashing my own authentic expression and all I do. And I create these spaces for us to remember and to return home to the heart of what matters most and sparkle shamelessly, of course. (laughs) And this sacred reconnection is really the core of the work of all that I do. And I believe it's the medicine that's most needed in our world right now, and that it will bring an end to the violence, the violence against ourselves, against each other, against the sacred feminine in this great return to love and reverence for self and others and our world at this time. And that's what I call the sacred revolution, which is actually the name of the Oracle deck. And so, you know, ultimately I'm here to give you permission to come wildly and unapologetically alive in who you are and to share your deep gifts and medicine to help meet the world's deep needs. And, you know, I'll put one more content warning here because this piece also feels important to mention in this space that I've had nine queer friends on my journey that have committed suicide starting at age 12. And so wild aliveness and remembering why we're here on earth has become such a deep inspiration because this deep part of my soul wished that I had had something to support them, to help them, to help them remember and to come back to themselves because they might still be here if so. And I really believe we're all artists here to co-create our lives as a great masterpiece for the good of all. And that living our life as sacred art is such a deep calling and that we all matter. All of us matter. And we're here to do something that matters. And we are these creative beings by nature. And it's really asking that question. If you know someone out there needs you, are you willing to live your life so that they can find you? Because we Mm. each have 
this unique stroke to add to the great cosmic masterpiece or it's lost forever. And, you know, when we leave this earth plane, I want to really be able to say and know deep in our bones that we lived and played full out. And mm. this is likely why I've been called the fierce feminine Tony Robbins. By <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like I create these alchemical containers of transformation now where you are invited to come as you are and leave as more of who you are, whether mm. that's our soul sparkle sanctuary, you know, inner circle, our global vortex retreats, our online embodied leadership trainings, or even our sovereign sisters rising mystery school, you know, there are all these sacred circles that help us remember who we truly are and to call ourselves back home. And I even consider my Oracle to be an alchemical container of transformation. And, you know, there are these multi-sensory medicine spaces that allow more of our true essence and shameless sparkle to come forward. So we can rise root to rise, shine and soar in the world and really bring forward the the core essence of who we are to the ecosystem because we each have medicine and nourishment and an essential piece of the of the ecosystem and you know it's it's really necessary for each of us to bring that forward for us all to thrive and that's really the core of the work and also you know the 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly is all about and yeah, that's that's a little backstory. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you, Lainey. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for, you know, I, I want to uh, let the audience know that you are a Scorpio and I love the depth with which you just took that. You were like, we're going to go to the bottom of the pit. We're going to come <laughs> back up and we're going to go back. Yeah. I love that. Uh, just how raw that was and real. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being vulnerable. I really appreciate that. And, you know, you said the piece about embodiment feels so big to me and feels so that to me just struck out. And uh, I thought a lot about what happened over this last week with the um, shootings and the violence. And you said you really said like violence embodiment is actually medicine for for the violence will will stop the violence. And I I looked at the charts of the shooter and I looked at the charts mm. of, of the of what was happening and all of it was happening. I just want to mention this as like a geeky thing that I think you'll appreciate. Like all of this was happening on the fixed star Algol mm. at 20, 22 to 25 degrees of Taurus. And Algol is about Medusa's story where she had sex in Minerva's temple and then was punished for having sex. So she was punished for an embodiment practice. Mm. And, and, and it's an extreme. And because Medusa rules this star or the myth of her rules the star, it's an extremely violent, like, location in the sky basically like every astrological uh lineage looks at the star algal and is like that's a no good star or that's a dangerous star because there's this like punishment for sexuality punishment for sensuality of course roe v wade is happening on this fixed star activation of course uh and the sh- and the, literally the shooter's son is at 23 degrees of taurus you cannot make it up like right mm. there right there on the fixed star and mm-hmm. one thing one of my friends who is not quite a rabbi, but should be a rabbi. Uh, she's listening to this podcast. She said to me yesterday, she was like, you know, this the, this child needed support and needed to be and needed to feel supported in his body, and that really, just to your point, really hits home for me. Where it's like, if people feel supported and in their body, they're not doing things that are so dislocated from embodiment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really honor and appreciate you sharing that. And I am also knowing astrology so intimately, not surprised to hear that at all. And also like, wow, you know, like there are such keys to our healing, to our development, to the the healing balm we need to be able to be in our full potential when we look at astrology, which is one of the reasons why I love oracular astrology as a practice, because it gives us so much wisdom and information of how we can grow in a good way for the good of all. And, you know, I really believe and in the ecstatic embodied leaders Academy, it's a core part of the fact that our pleasure and our joy creates a vibrational frequency and magnetic radiance that is akin to the highest vibration 
vibration frequency of unconditional love. Yeah. And our ecstasy is a healing balm for the world. Our orgasmic life force is deep, sacred prayer. And, you know, our bodies are this deep portal to our power and it contains the transformational keys. And that's why the patriarchy has kept us severed from our bodies yeah. because all the power we need to transform is there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that so plays into the, the North node, South node astrology that is happening right now, because we are absolutely in this place where we are purging um, and transmuting and alchemizing the karmic and scorpionic wounds of the feminine, including yes. sexual taboo and all these different things, what has been considered bad and taboo and clearing any of that and, and really coming into an understanding of how that's actually a part of our full power and igniting that. So, yeah. yes, Powerful. yes. And on that note, you know, I've talked a lot, my first episode of this podcast, I basically, without naming the nodes super directly, I talk about the medicine for 2022. And I talk specifically about the nodal frequency of Taurus and Scorpio and what we're collectively, and this is literally for anyone listening, this is affecting all of us. This is a collective energy. And so I just want to hear your perspective on like what in a very accessible way, like what would you, you know, if you had an audience right now, what you do of like, how would you explain what we're learning, what we're letting go? What is the alchemical and transformational process right now with this cycle? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to talk about that. So, you know, Taurus and Scorpio is the axis of power and resources. And, you know, I really see this, especially with the Scorpio South node, that this is about karmic purging. It's about releasing patriarchal baggage. It's about healing abuses of power that have kept us mirrored in the cycles of abuse and violence, while simultaneously really gathering and building the Garden of Eden with that Taurus North Node and coming into a greater ecstatic embodiment and ecstatic aliveness with the earth and with Gaia. And in a lot of ways, we're really leaving behind what no longer serves us so we can step into who we're, become, who we're to become now because it's a potent time for deep inner work and shadow work with Scorpio being the fixed water sign of deep emotions and psychic intensity. And, you know, it's the unconscious primal instincts and the untamable wilds, birth, sex, death, rebirth, power the mystery. And so we have this opportunity to face our fears, to face the taboos, to face the obsessions and the darker undercurrents that we often try to avoid and deny and suppress to stay in control. So there's a piece of surrender here. And we're really going to be collectively working with the themes that are in Taurus and Scorpio. So there's money, there's power, there's resources, there's abundance, ownership, this piece of ecstatic embodiment, psyche and soul, sensuality versus sexuality, the spiritual versus the material. Alchemy, as you mentioned, there's a big piece of the alchemical power here and really looking and seeing where our power and energy is being manipulated mm. and really looking at our values and aligning with our values and how we want to reinvest our energy, how we want to literally take back our power and our self-agency. And, you know, really bringing in our core desires because Scorpio is also about desire. Like, what is it that you desire and what is it that you see for this new earth, this heaven on earth, this garden of Eden that is possible. And so I think that we're collectively healing and transmuting and alchemizing again, as I said, those karmic and scorpionic wounds of the feminine that have severed us from our full primal power and our Shakti life force aliveness. Mm -hmm. And we have this opportunity because Scorpio is associated with serpent this opportunity to shed like a snake the thousands of years of patriarchy to ignite our full power sovereignty and body autonomy which is the core of the work that we're actually doing in our sovereign sisters rising mystery school right now and it's a constellation of 16 women from around the globe that have gathered and they all have significant scorpio placements so we're doing this constellated deep internal collective and also deep personal work of embracing that taboo and what is bad and you know really healing through that uh, healing through almost that like original sin to come back into especially our sexual power because the whole essence of what I see this as is we have the potential to ignite our full wild feminine creative spiritual and sexual power and that's really the root core of all the work I do with this like yoni triangle energy and when all of those are flowing we are able to really bring our deepest gifts and medicine forward and you know part of embodying the Taurus qualities is in support to that because this this is is living from a state of pleasure. It's slowing down and savoring life. 
It's mm. being present to the moment and really coming into a state of erotic intimacy with all of life, including nature, and being in that sacred reconnection, as I talked about before, with this ecstatic, alive, and vibrant earth, and our bodies being part of the earth, right? And really cherishing ourselves and our holy body temples as precious, as a precious reflection of divinity, and in that st stepping into a greater time of simplicity. So it's this real interesting, I mean, it can feel like a mindfuck, honestly, <laughs> the like dance yeah. of these two together. But, you know, Scorpio is also the phoenix. And so this is a time of resurrection. And especially with the Pluto return in America, like there is deep karmic patriarchal purging that is happening, period. And we are seeing it. We're being confronted with it. Even the situation with, you know, the shooting that happened, like all yeah. of these shootings, if you look at it, I mean, they're all rooted in patriarchy. Yeah. And it's it's really starting to look and arise and awaken from our collective amnesia, honestly, that we have been in and answer the call of Gaia, whispering her ancient prayers deep into our energetic wombs, answering the prayers of the goddess, of the remembrance of the sacred feminine, bringing that into balance with the sacred and divine masculine. And this is a time of remembering and coming home to our bodies, to our truth and awakening and really returning to who we are and who we've been. And so really, I like to use the image of the rainbow fire Phoenix that mm -hmm. rises from the ashes into our full feminine firepower. And regardless of your gender, you have feminine firepower within you, yes. which is also being activated right now by the Jupiter and Aries transit that we're in, because that is the wild warrior woman. And that's actually my IC root, which is why that's such a root core of who I am and like the fire that I bring. <laughs> along that's, with my, all that's, that's my, M, that's my MC root, by the way. Oh, of course. Of yes. course. <laughs> and, you know, and so our technicolor brilliance and full soul essence has the opportunity opportunity to emerge now in a deeply embodied way. And I feel that we who have come at this time, and especially who are constellating in these realms of consciousness and having these conscious conversations, we have urgent soul appointments to help usher in the new earth now. That's why you're here. That's why we have come. And I feel like this nodal wave is so helping us. I feel this in every cell of my body right now. I have total truth bumps. I know that you can see it, but the audience, I've got truth bumps. My hairs are standing up. Like this is such a potent nodal wave opportunity for us to step into our collective destiny and raise our collective consciousness, to step into galactic Gaia unity consciousness, to remember, to awaken to the fact that we belong to each other. Yes. And to end the senseless violence and suffering that is happening across the globe, not just in the shooting that happened. There is so much violence happening every day, even in how people are eating and what they're putting on their plate. Violence is rampant. Yeah. It is rampant. And the disregard of life is rampant. And this is an opportunity to awaken from that and remember our power to transform that. And remember our power to, to come back to this embodiment, to this earth, to the preciousness of life, and to savor that together in beloved community. Yeah. Wow. That's that Aries but fire right I there. Love, I love it. Also goosebumps over here. Spirit bumps. I love that. I really feel that. I'm I'm like, wow, this is early in the AM for me on the on the West Coast. And I'm like, this is I'm getting Aries, I'm getting Jupiter, Aries, Mars jolted into my day. And I love it. I'm living. I'm living. And I and yeah, there's so much that you just said there to mine. The thing that I feel so that I see so much with my clients, and I know that you have a lot of uh, clients as well through astrological and oracular guidance. Uh, a lot of my clients, I'm just seeing major recommitments and major physical, tangible shifts in their life during this cycle. And you, you the amount of times I've told people like you, you're a snake shedding your skin right now, especially all my Tauruses and Scorpios. I mean, you said, you literally said it, you said serpent and you said that, and that feels so true to my experience with my clients. And I want to say that for everyone listening, this year is really on that note, such a big year to be, to take, to be hyper intentional about your body, your physicality, what you're doing with your body. You said something about resources and energy and time. And I think you even alluded to boundaries. Like how are you boundarying your life in a very tangible quotidian way? Yeah. And it's huge. And I've seen people make really big Phoenix-like moves this year. 
so this is this powerful time. Like I, you know, I started the podcast on this nodal cycle because I was like, I, I looked at the astrology Laney and I was like, okay, I can't just be doing this for myself or my clients right now. Like I need, this needs to be bigger. This needs yeah. to be bigger because other people, I, as much as we can, people need to know what's happening right now. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's like when I laid under that Scorpio full moon eclipse, because I, luckily I have a patio out from my bedroom. I had a perfect view. I was laying in my like modern rockers outside. And that moon was so no bullshit. That moon was like, cut out the fucking bullshit and cut it out now. Like, yes to the boundaries, yes to releasing people, things, belonging, ways of being that are no longer in service, yes to purging, like deep purging. Like, there's no time to be messing around. Like, we are in an extinction crisis event. Like, this is a no bullshit moment and we need to get really real about what is happening. We need to wake up and not turn the dial down on on the pain and the sacred outrage and mm. the the deep well of grief on all that is happening in our world and it's moments like the shooting that like remind people of that and it clues them back into it but then normally they go and numb out again and that's not something we can do right now yeah. we don't have the luxury of numbing out we need to be in our bodies feeling fully and taking action deep inspired action from that place for yes. the greater good to turn this titanic situation around yes. like we do i do feel like there is the possibility of that but we're getting to the edge where we might not have that potential much longer. And so it's like, okay, people, let's wake up. That's what this moon is saying. Like, no bullshit, wake the fuck up. And not just that moon, this whole cycle, yeah. you know, it's like, it's really time to purge this piece because Scorpio, I do see as the most powerful sign in astrology because it has that hidden power. And, and it also has been, it's, it's, it's been the abuse of power that we've been living in. And so we yes. need to reclaim the light from the darkness of the power and the greed and, you know, the, the patriarchal energies and really reclaim the medicine of that. Yes. And I feel like with Pluto and Capricorn right now, that's an opportunity with those two together. It's like, come on, like, this is it. That's like some serious alchemical. You're in the cauldron stirring. Like yes. you want to do some serious purging of these old patterns. It's like, and so the last dying gasping breaths are coming up of, of these patriarchal patterns and we're going to see it and we're going to keep seeing it. And it's like, okay, keep reorienting, keep coming back to what matters, keep stepping up into your true power and the true power of love. We've had this love of power. It's time now for the power of love to come forward. Yes. Yes. I've been listening to the Beatles song, the word, uh, all day yesterday which is you know the word the word is love uh and it's in your name absolutely so it's there and i and i i really hear you with that i think that it is in and, and you know you went from like big to micro to macro and i think the micro just for audience members to think about that we're really to distill what we're saying it's not about shaming yourself for feeling like you're not doing enough it literally just begins with being in your body and developing an intimacy with your bodily machinations. What is your body doing? Like, what do you desire? I speak, it's very interesting, Lainey, because you didn't hear the pre, like my pre-talk for this episode, what I pre-recorded leading into you, but it's really with that Jupiter and Aries and Mars and Aries, I said, I'm saying to the audience, what do you desire? Like, what, like, what is it? What is it? Just whatever it is, but it takes time and attention and intention to understand what it is you truly desire. And then from there, you can start to make moves in your life based off of the intimacy that you're, you're cultivating with yourself. And it is, it is precisely anti-patriarchal. It is precisely anti-capitalist to do that. Mm -hmm. So this is very powerful work. Now, speaking to segue into a technology that you have developed that I love so much, will you give a breakdown for folks about the Sacred Reevolution Oracle deck? What is an Oracle deck? How did you, how did it come about? Um, anything you want to share about this technology? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, this was definitely a baby that came forward, also a Scorpio baby um, that has Pluto right on the ascendant in Capricorn. <laughs> so she's definitely here to Work. be a trans 
performer. Work. And so divination, oracle, tarot, this is an ancient, ancient practice of really tuning into deep inner wisdom and divine guidance. So especially when we're in such deep pockets of uncertainty, um, they really provide and are such deep sacred tools that we have to thrive and to remember. They help to clue us back into the heart of what matters most, especially if we feel lost, if we feel that we're not sure what direction to go in, if we feel like, oh, I really need some support with all that is happening in my life. You know, it might feel like a train wreck or a shit show or a, a divine storm, or you're in your return of Saturn, or maybe your Uranus opposition, like my I or your Chiron return, one of these big archetypal mythic transitional times in life, you know, and, and there's such beautiful tools to be able to turn to and to, to really come into your sacred center and still point within and to tune into guidance to move forward. And so the Sacred Revolution Oracle is really about igniting a great homecoming of love and reverence to the body, the earth, our human family, and the great web of all life. And it's really split up into five different sections that go into each of those. The second edition is gonna be here in July. The first edition um, was born, as I said, uh, in, in the Scorpio energy, October 30th, and it sold out within two months. So the second edition is on its way. And it's um, really a multi-dimensional portal of healing and remembrance and transformation. And each of the cards is this sacred and holy transmission that's embedded with magic, mythic mystery, ancient wisdom, light codes um, for the ancient future. And within the deck, it's really holding space for you to come home to yourself and your essence and remember who you are, which is the core of all the work I've talked about. This is the most accessible alchemical container of transformation that I have created. And it's really a deep and holy rewilding root healing journey as well that can help you root back into your body and the earth. And it's also the first of its kind because it's multimedia and multidimensional. And it comes with an interactive portal in the Ecstatic Embodied Leadership Academy that is, it has um, a series of 52 practices, ecstatic embodiment practices to help you anchor in the mythic and archetypal energy in the cards. And there's ritual, there's ceremony, there's ecstatic movement, there's shamanic journey. There's visualizations and meditations that you'll that you're personally guided through to really support you on your transformational journey. So you can transform your life with this deck if you want. You can go all the way and take it really deep and transmute the poisons and the darkness in our world into medicine and really reclaim your original power as you take the journey. And each of the artworks, um, a lot of people think they're digital artworks, they're not. They're all uh, cut paper, painting, actual crystals, animal medicine, um, and many of them have up to 80 layers. And they're deeply encoded with prayers and intentions and, um, and encoded with wisdom that is really unlocked through oracular practice. And so each of the cards comes with a channeled message from the images and then also divinatory meanings as well and keywords. So it, again, even in the description, you get to choose your own adventure. If you have a little time, you can just read the keywords and see what pings you that day or the shadow aspects to see what you need to heal that day or you can go a lot deeper. And so, you know, it's really this cosmic shamanic archetypal transmission that will support you in your personal awakening and helping to ignite that galactic guy unity consciousness in our world for the ascension of humanity. And that's why it needed to come here now and needed to be born now because there's codes for the new earth. There's light language transmissions and deep crystal medicine that are really gonna support personal and planetary transmutation. Wow, Lainey. Oh my goddess. Oh my lordy. I am in love with everything you just said. You said something I, I pinged, ancient futures. I love that because I'm thinking a lot about how do we move our way through late capitalism? What is What does it look like? What does post-capitalism look like? And you said ancient futures and that feels like a part of it, a big, big part of it. The guest that I just interviewed that will be actually, he'll, their episode will happen after yours, said something about like just being, they're an indigenous person and they were like, look, being, listening to rocks, communing with rocks, communing with plants communing like really this is actually like this is the work this is yeah. the work it sounds so like i think our colonized brains are like well why what do you oh, oh okay go on a walk sure no this is this is the work this is so much a part of the like fundamental 
foundational work. And I want another thing I want to say that I love about your deck, which, you know, as a as an oracular deck, the artwork is I didn't know that there were 80 layers in some of these pieces, but I can you can feel it when you're because I have the deck and you can feel it when you're looking at the cards. And I was just in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, for a series of, uh, you know, indirect reasons. But we ended up in, in St. Petersburg, Florida, where there's the Dali Museum. Mm. And there are some works housed there of Dali's where he actually spent a year painting these probably like, you know, 30 feet, 30 foot canvases. I mean, he literally spent a year and you can and it, I felt like I was in a church like space. Mm -hmm. with those paintings because you could see the level of like prayer and devotion that he had spent putting into these year-long works and I sense that with your it just made me think of his work and your work as the way that art can actually be a spiritual portal and how art can be a spiritual technology and I'm thinking about this so much with the films that I'm working on it's like film is a spiritual technology as well if it has a intention and consciousness applied to it especially and i feel that with your deck so much so i just want to say thank you for making it and thank you for making a second iteration you know uh is there anything you want to say about the second iteration or you know where when can audiences you know get their hands on it uh etc what what's going on with with the oracular deck yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and and thank you for saying that. I love that. And that's why I call the work that I do shamanic healing art, because many of them are process pieces. And, you know, this, the, the journey that's inscribed in the Oracle deck for me was a rebirth Phoenix journey. And so that alchemy is in the deck and you receive that as part of it when you imbibe it and when you work with it. And so that's why it's such a potent transformational tool. And so there's actually, um, there's three new cards in the second edition and they're very juicy and very of this now moment again like actual things that are being processed through in this in this moment so that's really exciting so it's now a 52 card deck instead of a 50 card deck um, because the 50th card in the first edition was a wild card that has shifted. And um, and so it's available early July, but you can already order it. It's available for pre-order and you'll get yours shipped out first when it arrives. And it's on my website at laneylovedalby.com, right at the top Oracle deck, you can find it. And, um, you know, it's, and I would recommend getting your copy early because the last edition sold out in two months. So who knows how long they'll be available this time. Um, and there's also another Oracle deck that is coming through me now. This one is going to continue to be available. Um, and we'll see what wants to happen with the, the third edition. But um, yeah, there's another Oracle deck coming through. And so it's just, it's also really of this now moment and definitely related to the Scorpio South Node, Taurus North Node. And, and you know, as you spoke into the just like speaking and community with rocks, all these different things. Like those are actually practices that are inscribed in the Oracle deck. Mm. Um, and you know, that is very much this Taurus North node as well, coming into that ecstatic alive relationship. And I feel that ancient future piece is so important because, you know, in my 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly, one of the core pillars, the root chakra pillar is to root in ancient wisdom, ritual and ceremony, ancient ancestral wisdom specifically. And that is such a big part of this Aquarian age. I see that as ancient future. So we're calling back that which has been lost from our earth honoring ancestors and then reinterpreting it in this new age to be able to move forward to help create a new heaven on earth and a new Eden here on earth. Wow. Oh, that was really beautifully put. Thank you. That was really beautifully put. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience at this moment or elevate uh, either around your work or something you've been thinking about, feeling, desiring, anything, juiciness before we wrap up the episode? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, our, our Static Embodied Leadership Academy is it, it's essentially ecstatic embodiment for star seeds. And we're going to be having quite a few offerings coming up, including how to create your own, create and publish your own Oracle deck in case there are any creators out there that are interested. That course is going to be launched shortly. But then the one thing that I wanted to mention is that we're actually going to be doing a flash opening of the doors to our Soul Sparkle Sanctuary Inner Circle Learning and Practice Community. 
And um, normally it's just a year long container and we don't open the doors, but I'm feeling a very strong call in June to open the doors. And it's where we gather in sacred circles several times a month in community. We do new moon ceremony and oracular astrology. We do ecstatic movement and dance and we do sacred play dates each moon cycle. And it's really this non-judgmental, non-denominational sacred space for us to unapologetically be ourselves while rooting into the 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly. And we also deepen with the medicine in the sacred revolution oracle. And so it's a space to come and really step into the fullness of your soul essence and live your ecstatic embodied leadership potential. It's sort of like a sacred playpen for the new Aquarian era with deep soul support and community for your earth walk. And it's a space where you can really come and feel valued and validated and deeply accepted and just held in the brilliant truth and radiance of who you are. And so our theme for this year as well is sacred pleasure power. So we're really tapping into that potential of the profound medicine of the North Node. And, you know, it, it's really an opportunity to do some of the deeper work. Our mystery school doors have already closed. So that's not an opportunity at this time, but it will be happening again in the future. And so, yeah, just really, you know, come on over. You, there's a there's a free course um, on both websites so that you can stay informed. And really, um, there's a Soul Sparkle starter kit at laneylovedolby.com. And just get on the list and you'll find out about future offerings and would really love to support you in any way we can on your journey of really coming home to yourself and your gifts and your medicine and bringing those forward for the good of all. And of course, sparkling shamelessly. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. Wonderful. I will link all of that in the show notes for everybody to access. The last question I have for you is, will you give us a definition of starseed? Ooh, a definition of starseed. Oh, that's a good one. It well, can be a creative, it can be a creative and expansive definition. <laughs> well, for me, you know, I feel like it's rooted in the essence of what sparkling shamelessly is, you know, and I feel like starseeds are really the ones that are here to sparkle shamelessly and allow our full spiritual magnificence to come forth and that soul essence, that raw reality and truth of who we are. And so I feel like we are lineage bearers, wisdom keepers, light workers, those that have been sort of stewarding the, the earth journey and the raising of consciousness for eons potentially and coming back and coming around again and, you know, and, and really being fully turned on in our medicine with all of our gifts, with all of our magic and and the, the lineage wisdom that we carry and that we bear and that we're bringing that forward. I mean, going all the way back to times of Atlantis and Lemuria and just really bringing forward that wisdom, that medicine now for the ascension of humanity. So we're here as a team to help transform, um, to help transform culture, society, uh, you know, to really bring back that galactic eye unity consciousness. I feel like that's, that's the easiest way I could define it. We are a team of light workers here to reinstill and remember galactic eye unity consciousness. Thank you. And I know that in the act of defining, we always limit, you know, def definitions are limits. They're very Saturnian. So, I, yeah. you know, of course, I don't really want to limit the idea of a starseed because it's many, many, many things. But I yeah. wanted our audience to have a little bit of an anchor to like, OK, what is she saying when she says starseed? Um, yes. And the, and I I personally and I'm again, I'm like an epic optimist. I believe that there are more and more of these, you know, star seed shining brightly born every day i see it when i interact with young children and and gen z and and gen alpha all these younger all the pluto and sag people uh <laughs> i can see it it's really powerful and um i am looking forward to this aries activation that's about to happen as well over the next couple of years that'll allow more people to feel bold and brave in being themselves and being in their body and being like this is me here I am. And, yeah. and this is me in love with you. Cause that's a really important piece. It's like, how can I be me also in love with you? And what, but I, what I mean by in love with you is like seeing you holding you, like supporting you as well as loving me. 
Yeah. And this is me walking as love in the world, overflowing my divine nectar of unconditional love in all that I do, in every action that I take, in every step that I make, in, in all the ways that I show up, in all of my choices. Like this is me living and walking as divine love in the mm. world. And when we all do that together and reawaken to that power of love in this portal that we're in, in this opportunity and heal those abuses of power and love of power, anything and everything is possible. Yes. Ooh, on that note, Lainey, Thank you so much, everybody. You can find her at the websites that I will be linking in the show notes. Please reach out It get your hands on the deck as it comes out, because it's I love just having it exist in the house. Like I, I sometimes look over it and I'm like, oh, there you are. <laughs> there you are. Uh, well, thank you so much, Lainey, for being on the show. Thank you for being on the world of Rex. It, it means the world to me. Oh, thank you. This has been such a, such an amazing delight. And I want to share that I did pull a card for the audience. I just had like one last moment. Yes, right before absolutely. I pull a card yes. and I love the card that came through and it's card 23, which is activate the collective matrix of care. And for those that aren't able to see this, there's an eagle in the center, the new earth shining bright, a heart of lights pulsing. And there are all these different hands, diverse hands, and they're all the hands of the individuals in my community, in our Soul Sparkle Sanctuary community. And they're out stretching, outreaching into the cosmos. And this card is really about gathering in sacred circle and beloved community and together co-creating the new earth and raising the collective consciousness <clears throat> and restoring belonging and nurturance culture. So may that be a deep prayer that is left with us today from the Oracle. It's perfect. Wow. Yeah. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Lainey loved Dolby with some deep medicine for the collective here. I'm so grateful to have had, have you on the show and to hear your wisdom. I would love to have you on the show again. So we'll talk about that in the near future. And until then, everybody, thank you for listening and we will catch you next week. Take care. Bye for now. So much love.